peace and welcome to Speak Your Peace Podcast. This is your host, Born, back with another episode. I know it's been a minute, but there's been a lot going on. Topic I wanted to touch on today, uh, I had a conversation with a co-worker a little while ago, and we was uh, discussing, discussing the transition of leadership in regards to, at one time, it was the old leading the young. But as time went on, we began to see how the young began to lead the old. And one has to ask which one produces produces the most results in regards to progression, growth, uh, prosperity, and overall growth goals being fulfilled. Now, one of the parallels that I always found interesting with the two generations, I mean, if you examine throughout, let's say, the past 50, 60 years or what have you, and it may have been time prior to, but we're just dealing with the most current. Each generation that precedes the following always acknowledges certain things that generation does and does not do that was going on during their generation. So in some cases, it becomes a back and forth uh, chastisement, depending on which arena you're in, that can some in some ways undermine certain qualities and certain things that each generation brings to the table. Now, looking at the elder generation and certain things that they may have encountered during their times, you know, we could just go back to, you know, what was going on in the 1920s, you know, the the family structure that was developed during that time and how it was more of a collective as opposed to I get mine's you know, live my best life and then willfully find somebody down the road in comparison to building something with someone from the ground up, whether that be directly out of high school and or prior to finding a a wife or significant other during those early development years in ways in which Y'all are there through the thick and the thin in regards to growth, development, and maturity. And you look at as time went on, transitioning into the 60s and the 70s, in which you still had some family component intact, but you began to see a lot of the transition from a more male-dominated family structure being shifted into a more female-dominant family structure. And that could have been due to quite a few things, the demand in society, the uh, certain bills and laws that were put in place that that caused that particular shift to occur, 
you know, certain men getting caught up in different elements within society that somehow propelled them out of the household. You know, all of these things played a factor in the way in which certain morals and certain principles may have been adjusted to correspond with that particular time. Whereas you look at presently, you know, the idea of everybody's getting their own, everybody's out for self to a degree. It's more of a focus on individualism. And sometimes when you look at the transition of the young to the old, a lot of the more youthful-like energy comes from a more individualistic standpoint because they haven't transitioned into an abundance of responsibility that the young man, that the old, pardon me, has encountered throughout the years. So a lot of times when you look at the elders, they bring a certain degree of wisdom, insight, and experience to the table in regards to being at that stage in their lives and developing into something other than just looking at themselves and seeing the larger picture. In comparison to the youth, although they may have a more individualistic mindset, they still bring a certain degree of innovation to the table. And both components are needed to help any generation grow, come together, and prosper because there are certain things that the youth are able to manifest and able to bring forth due to the abundance of energy, the ideas, and the lack of responsibility that the elders may have that helps to keep the train going, that helps to keep the engine running. And in the wake of that, there's a certain responsibility from the elders and the way in which they can understand, appreciate that, and understand that there are certain things that we have to keep in place, but also being open-minded in the way in which you're inviting new ideas or new techniques to still bring forth and manifest a certain agenda. Now, sometimes, even in my four decades of being on this planet, which, you know, is not a long time in the larger scheme of things, but sometimes looking back on certain moments, there may have been times where I admit to being somewhat ignorant to youth uh, perspectives, responses, and ideas by instantly waving it off as if they don't know any better, but yet they're very intuitive with everything, with everything that's going on. And in some ways, it creates a barrier where we may find ourselves arguing and, and trying to figure out things which really turns out being distractions. And a lot of times you see that going on in society where some of us can get complacent and stubborn trying to do things in a different era that may not necessarily work for that said era and being naive to the fact that times have changed. And when you apply that across the board, I mean, when you look at the notion of, you know, certain health, uh, health factors in, in regards to dietary laws, when you look at the reality of economics, when you look at the perspective of racism, just when you look at the family component, 
all of these things has shifted over time. And then the way you have those who are dead set on keeping things how it was from 40, 50, 60 years ago. And that's just not always the case, nor is it always conducive. So moving forward, when we're dealing with trying to provide healthy relationships, a healthy society, a healthy environment, being able to recognize what each partner or what each party rather brings to the table can serve to to be a greater benefit to all that's involved. And in the wake of that, this is where we, where we develop a more modern yet deeply rooted infrastructure in ways in which everybody is able to bring their talents to the table and help this thing propel move, you know, moving forward and trying to make it something more than what it is somewhat confined to be in. When you look at the notion of like social media, for example, you know, sometimes I, I share laugh with my relatives because they find themselves, you know, texting now and sending emojis and, you know, uploading selfies and things of that nature. And it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm 50, 60 years old, but I'm doing a selfie, you know, and you understand that although these devices and these ways of communication may not have been around during that time when you were younger, but you still find ways to engage and relate to those who may be of a younger generation. And sometimes things like that is what helps to keep the family intact. You know, it becomes somewhat comical, but you just realize these are the days and times that we're in. And sometimes it makes it harder for the young to relate to the old because when you're coming with outdated practices as well as a, a, a stubborn or deaf ear, it puts a certain defense mechanism up with them that, well, yo, they're not trying to hear what I'm saying either, so there's no point of talking to them. And you see a lot of that, you know, in urban communities because certain people that, you know, may have been a position of power and influence back in the civil rights era. You know, their wisdom is still is still necessary and still applicable, yet the execution of it has to be applicable for these days and times. And the youth right now, you know, how you get a message out as opposed to putting up flyers or going on the radio or doing this and doing that. You could send out a tweet, uh, Facebook posts or Instagram posts or what have you and reach millions. And that's powerful in itself, especially when that type of power is being executed by those who have a righteous mind or a righteous intention in place, as well as someone who has a negative intention in place. But right now we're dealing with solution-based ideas and solution-based scenarios to help bring about progress. And that's what speaker speaker piece is all about. You know, we we can study certain things and tap into what the problems are. But if we're not dealing with solution driven exercises and practices, then it just becomes blowing hot air and trying to relive moments that have already expired. So in understanding that, if you want to deal with reparations, repair the family structure, man. 
That's the greatest wealth that we have. And in the wake of that, as we open our ear and our mouths in ways that can be beneficial to all, and we'll begin to see real progress. So in the wake of that, you know, it's just something to think about moving forward. You know, this conversation that I had the other day, it was was invigorating, it was stimulating, and it was interesting because we was all young at one point trying to tell our family members certain things. Oh, boy, oh, girl, you don't know any better. Until it reaches a time where it's like, then they was making a good point because they have all the time in the world to observe certain things. Whereas if we get older, we take on certain things that may require more attention that they don't necessarily have to deal with at that time. That's the whole beauty of making things peace, man. You know, the universe is everything. It's man, woman, and child. So it's just a little something I wanted to share with y'all for today, something that was on my mind. You know, how to repair the relationship of the young and the old. We need to use innovation and we need the elders' wisdom. And in the wake of that, that's how we're going to grow. So again, this is Speak Your Peace Podcast. This is Born. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. You could also hit me up at speakyourpeacelive at gmail.com, as well as speakyourpeace.com is in the making as well. So stay tuned for that. So I look forward to building with y'all in the near future. Stay safe, stay strong, and keep building. Peace. Thank you.